0: I do like being right. <laughs> Ask my ex-husband. It every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Boris Dirk podcast. We're doing a little role reversal today. Drew is in an Uber on the way back from the airport, but had to call in to give our game one first reaction. So, Drew, how you doing? I'm
0: good. You know, connected through Charlotte on my way back to New York from Mexico. Uh, Charlotte, you know, Caleb Martin, J. Cole territory, everything was great. I got the Southern hospitality. Everyone in, at the Charlotte airport is happier than LaGuardia. Um, lo and behold, my bag didn't make it. I want to say I have bad connection luck, but I think, you know, this is a common occurrence. But I got to watch a finals game thanks to American Airlines. And, uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's overreact or underreact and everything in between.
1: Yeah. So I forget. I picked... The Nuggets and six. What was your official pick before the series started?
0: I said seven, out of respect for Coach Pat and Coach Eric.
1: Yeah. Honestly, my big takeaway from the game tonight was it could have been worse for the Heat. Like The Nuggets, they won this game by 11. I thought their shot quality throughout the game was far superior to what Miami was getting. Now That doesn't always mean everything. Boston probably got better shots. In, on aggregate than Miami did in the Eastern Conference Finals. You have to make them. But Jokic, I mean, is just unbelievable for the way that every time the ball touches his hands, it seems like the Nuggets get a good shot. Yeah, I was definitely, I think, leaning towards, like, it was more likely to be a shorter Nugget series than a longer one. But, you know, not, not going to overreact to game one, but they definitely were impressive tonight.
0: Yeah, and I don't even feel like this was anything close to an elite Jokic game this felt like almost a median Jokic game. Uh, it's the first important game I've seen Strus lose for Miami, probably just because I have short-term memory. But, uh, you know, Jimmy will find his rhythm. There were a lot of r- wide-open missed threes early, especially for Struis. Um, one or two for Martin. Martin was a bit of a no-show tonight. I say no-show, but <laughs> more like Caleb Martin was just the player I thought he was for the last <laughs> four years. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy will find his rhythm. The early missed wide-open threes affected the entire team. There was a minor case of the yips early on the Heat side. Uh, I feel like Jimmy was a little bit slow to pull the trigger on some mid-range shots that in the last couple series he would have just let fly with confidence. Um, And, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy will bounce back, but it's just a reminder that there are levels to this, you know, future Hall of Fame, NBA wing hierarchy. And, you know, LeBron doesn't have, outside of 2011, LeBron doesn't have many sort of shy offensive shooting nights like Jimmy had tonight. Uh, At the same time, like, the Heat somehow should have been in this. And, you know, Denver's shot diet, I think, is far superior. And it was apparent that you just, you can't get cold from the spots that Denver was able to get to. And so, you know, the Heat looked a little bit like the Boston Celtics in the first half of this one, getting really good looks from three, but they just weren't falling. And and Denver, on the other hand, was, you know, falling back on Aaron Gordon bully ball, um, you know, the amazing two-man Murray-Jokic game that we're used to, things that are easily replicable and, you know, we can expect them to rely on for the rest of the series.
1: Yeah. And honestly, Denver wasn't even like, they didn't even shoot the ball that well in the game. Um, They shot about 50% as a team and 30% from three compared to 33% for Miami. Miami had a little flurry in the, in the fourth quarter, which brought their three point shooting numbers up. But yeah, I mean, I can certainly both teams can play a lot better. Honestly, it had a very low intensity feel for a finals game. I thought, um, that was that might have partially been the crowd, you know, Denver, everyone's everyone's smoking on that uh, mile high grass. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: a lot of good breweries, but I don't know, maybe, maybe they kind of have the downer beer that doesn't get you up and up and rowdy. Uh, you were you were taking shots at this Denver crowd. I'm not sure how much we can tell watching it on TV what the what the environment is. But I do agree with you that, you know, there's been this really annoying thing that the mainstream media has been doing the last couple of days of like, this is actually a really exciting finals. And Jokic is actually a, a highlight machine, as if at this point, basketball fans don't cherish everything that Jokic does. And we understand how special the heat uh, DNA is and how special the Nuggets' free-flowing offense is. Yeah. Um, if there's anything I think that's lackluster about this matchup, and I texted you this during the game, it's it's that neither of these fan bases is elite. And, yeah. you know, in the past, we've had, like, some really raucous Warriors home environments, whether or not you were tired of watching the Warriors. This doesn't feel like one of those series. Amazing personalities on the court, uh, less amazing personalities uh, um, in the stands, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean... Even like the Milwaukee Phoenix series a few years ago, I thought both those, I mean, Phoenix has an elite crowd, but I thought even Milwaukee's crowd kind of pleasantly surprised me in that series with how, uh, you know, how into it they were, but you know, Denver's, Denver's got time. It was never a game that was really in doubt. So that, and I feel like in previous series, I've, I've felt them more, but regardless, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that I thought would be issues for Miami going into this this series were sort of born out in game one. Um, right. If Jokic ever feels the need to just pound his way inside, Miami really doesn't have any way to stop it besides double teaming. And, you know, every time that he made this insane pass to Bruce Brown uh, in the second quarter, I think, where they doubled him. And he sort of saw Bruce Brown out of the corner of his eye. He spun away from the double team, looked like he was maybe going to shoot or pass to someone underneath, and then just fired the skip pass over to Bruce Brown right into his shooting pocket for an open three that he made. And that's, you know, just like an insane pass, but on the career reel of Jokic is going to be, you know, on minute four of his uh, highlight package and sort of fade into obscurity. But like Bam is just not big enough. Cody Zeller's not gonna cut it in this series. Um, we didn't see any Kevin Love tonight. I don't know if we might see some of him going forward. Um but Yeah.
0: And this is an outlier in the data set, or does 2018 Division two player of the year, Haywood Highsmith, need to play more? Because he couldn't <laughs> miss and every every shot he let fly looked pure tonight.
1: He looked good, and he was active on defense, too. He he was getting steals, yeah. um, hitting open threes, cutting another, well. Another
0: pick, another pick six, like in game seven against the Celtics.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, moving forward to game two, Miami only took two free throw attempts tonight, which I think was pretty indicative of just their, their lack of activity around the rim. They were pretty reliant on jumpers tonight. And Crazy. I think you have to beat this Denver team at the rim. Like, you're not going to... I don't think Miami's going to outshoot them. Um and you know, they don't really have a rim protector. Like Aaron Gordon's the closest thing they have to that. And on you know, there were a few possessions where they were able to get easy dunks and layups on back cuts, but I would anticipate the Heat making a much more concerted effort to get to the paint and get to the basket in uh, in game 2. I think Jimmy's got to be a big part of that. He didn't look particularly aggressive tonight. I thought honestly as the Boston series wore on, he seemed to seem a little bit more worn down than he looked earlier in these playoffs. So I don't know if physically, I know he sprained his ankle a couple of times. I don't know if that's hindering him or if he's just conserving his energy, but um, they have to get to the paint more. They have to get to the basket more. They're going to need an unreal offensive series from Bam, who was really good tonight hitting um, felt like all of his mid range jumpers, but Uh, They're going to, I mean, they're they're at a severe talent and offensive skill disadvantage in this series, and they're going to need basically everything to swing their way to be able to win games.
0: Yeah, what's made playoff Jimmy playoff Jimmy is that on the nights where, you know, he doesn't quite have his touch and he's not shooting so efficiently, uh, his effective field goal percentage is so much higher because of his will to get to the line. And so, like, that's what the Heat are going to need. They're going to need... Cause Jimmy will have a couple games in this finals where, you know, he shoots like he did tonight. Uh but if he needs to get to the line double digit times for the for the heat to be able to score with the nuggets, you know, a quick a quick Jokic love, you know, love letter I just wanted to drop here is like there's this way that Jokic for somebody who makes such snap decisions, he keeps the ball in his hands. Like this kind of brilliant way. It, almost like he's Spider-Man, like he will keep the ball in his hands until the last nanosecond when he releases it to the guy that he's decided like in an instant is the right is the right decision to make and so like he just whether it's eye fakes or like sticky hand fakes he just has this way of making the perfect decision at the last available flash so that the guy who needs the ball whether it's a corner three for bruce brown or finding at the last second, when like you know his defenders just sagged off one foot. I mean, Jokic, I I don't know if there's like a more efficient decision maker, uh, like in the league right now. I think maybe that just that conversation is wraps, uh, based yeah. on what we've seen from Jokic in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and then another underrated thing with him is every time a rebound touches his hand, he gets it. Um, yeah, and anytime a ball touches his hand, it, it's his. He just has like suction cups and. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about him as this series goes on. I think we'll, we'll probably have more discussions about kind of his, his, his status in the league right now and all time. I'll say like, I mean, I've been the first final series that I watched, I think was the 05 series Spurs Pistons. So that was kind of the beginning of my basketball fandom. I'd say since Mm. that point, the best offensive players I've seen are probably Jokic, Curry, and LeBron, Um, Mm -hmm. and he's got to, honestly, like, he is the one who makes the most consistently, like, good decisions in terms of refusing to take a bad shot, refusing, and just every time he sets his teammate up, it's for an open shot, whether it's, like, you know, a free throw line jumper, a three, or a layup, they just... It's like he makes the right decision every time, which is, it's really pretty crazy. It's like watching a quarterback at work, like an old veteran quarterback who's just facilitating things to absolute perfection.
0: It's safe to say, because he's like 28 now, that he'll never be as good as LeBron. Uh, but he reminds me, I used the word planet in our last podcast. Like, he is an offensive planet, the way that the way that all of the stars around him uh, move. And like, he... Oh my god, he's probably more fun to play with than LeBron ever was, just because of how selfless he is, and he can—he's—he's he's the best player ever who can take ten shots like he did tonight and still utterly dominate the game. Uh, yeah. Uh, just another note I was gonna drop. Uh, I never thought I'd see the day. Where I like MPJ's defense more than his yes.
1: offense.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, and and you know we're gonna we've been obsessing over the draft. I think it's like one of my favorite things about having you in my life right now is that we just waste hours every day talking about this year's class. And like <laughs> this is why team salivate over size even when a guy like mpj uh you know he was injured most of his loan season at missouri and there were there were injury concerns the back mri didn't look great and he didn't shoot so efficiently in the games he played in college but the size the size means defensive potential it means shot making potential and like he's blossomed into a really strong playoff defender who can recover uh from you know you got you got a step or two on him even a, even a guy with decent wing size like Caleb Martin gets a step on him and it means nothing because of the way he can recover for a chase down block he was so disruptive around the rim and maybe what Jokic lacks is a rim protector like they they get it from various guys various uh role players like Gordon who can go vertical at the rim and MPJ showed that tonight. Um, yeah. MPJ's is liable for a heat check that really pisses me off. And I think sort of kills um, the beauty of their possession to possession brilliance. But he was, he was a true like defensive stopper tonight. And that that was really interesting to see because that was not his profile coming into the league. And that has not been his profile the last few years.
1: Yeah. And he also just walks his way into 10 rebounds every game. He had 13 tonight. Yep. Um, and yeah. I I didn't, I mean, some of the shots he took, he might've had a little bit too quick of a trigger, but like I wasn't super uncomfortable with any of the shots that he took. And I thought yeah. he looked maybe more kind of bursty than I've seen him look in a while. He had a really nice putback dunk uh, in the first half where he sort of scooped the ball up from his waist on the way up and threw it down. He had another lefty dunk and then got fouled on another leak out dunk later in the game. Um, I heard an interview with him on, mm-hmm. I think the Reddit podcast where he was, talking about how he's playing with this back brace that like no one in NBA history has ever played with before, um, which I didn't know. Wow. Although you can see he looks kind of, he, he's looks rigid, but I assumed that was because he has a bad back, not because he's like wearing this brace, but um,
0: old man, old man in the three.
1: Yeah, part. exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought yeah, he looked I, really I, I locked in
0: also like Yeah. I mean, I think kills their offense is a little bit strong for MPJ. Like he doesn't, he doesn't kill it, but there's just a rigor and there is a persistence to find the best possible look that Jokic brings to your team that I think some, you know, MPJ is just way more um, likely to settle and, you know, Murray, Murray, but you know, Murray and MPJ, these are score first guys. So the same way once in a while, Jokic will pass up a shot that you think he should take uh, because he's really a facilitator at his core. Guys like MPJ and Jamal Murray, born scores will uh, pass up a pass you think they should make uh, because yeah. they're so hungry, hungry to get shots up. And obviously, uh, in the long run, that's benefited them.
1: Yeah. All right. So, so looking ahead to game two. Um... Do you think the Heat need to win game 2 to win this series? Do you think they can come back from 2-0 against this Nuggets team?
0: Oh, the Heat can do anything. Uh but it's sure yes. I mean 2-0, 2-0 is is really tough. Uh, especially cuz we talked about the Nuggets home environment. Like Miami isn't necessarily known to have uh such a such a crazy home turf. So it, it's not like oh, you know, they'll they'll easily, you know, pulled home court. Uh, so of course I think game two is, is incredibly important. Uh, I was really impressed by Gabe Vincent's confidence. I mean, we talked about it last episode. He was the shooter for Miami who showed up today, man in the arena ready to, you know, make threes and, uh, you know, one dribble mid range pull-ups. Like he had, he had his rhythm from the jump. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Duncan did not, Spruce did not, Cody, Caleb did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still calling him Cody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know, the Heat are just going to have to make threes because they have no path to the shot diet that the Nuggets were able to uh, produce tonight. And so if, if, the, if the Heat are, you know, last series is, you know, Celtics behind the three-point line, it's just going to be a wrap. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, but I I was I know you you messaged me that this that the Nuggets missed a few good looks against the Heat zone, but I did think that the zone was 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 you know decent at complicating things for Denver. I felt like there were just moments where uh, you know they disrupted the two man game of Murray and Jokic, and also just Nuggets players found themselves bumping into bodies in places that they aren't quite used to um, yeah so there, there are there are definitely reasons to be hopeful like Max Struess gets hot in that first half or just shoots 38 percent on the great looks he was getting and that game was pretty damn close and mm-hmm. I think you know Pablo Escobar's empire famously was making so much money in Colombia that rats were eating millions of dollars underground. There's just Mm -hmm. an embarrassment of riches. And I feel like there's an element of that to this Nuggets offense, like complete embarrassment of riches. uh, And only one shot can be taken each possession. And maybe, just maybe, uh, the way that LeBron used to slow things down against the Warriors and and just like 24 seconds if we're going to get a good look and it's flowing through me. Maybe if Jimmy finds his rhythm, and Bam continues to make shots the way he did banking, you know, baby baby bankers left and right. Maybe the Heat can, can you know, string the, a game out and keep both teams in double digits and, and pull out this game two in Denver.
1: Yeah, I definitely think this game two will tell the tale of whether it's going to be a short or a long series. Um, I think if Denver gets game two... Um, Nuggets in five is starting to look more likely, but if the Heat can get it, then I really trust it can go six or seven more likely. Um, right. Against the zone, I think the Nuggets have to be really disciplined about how they attack it because whenever they get Jokic at the free throw line against that zone, it's just, it's just completely sliced up. Um, but when they allow yeah. themselves to be, you know, baited into swinging it around the perimeter or doing stuff that is anything except getting the ball to Jokic at the free throw line, um, then they're a little bit more susceptible to to getting taken out of their comfort zone, taking shots that aren't necessarily in the flow of their offense, which is really what the, zo- what the zone's designed to do, just kind of get you out of your flow.
0: Imagine if Spo had access to this Nuggets roster to run a zone. I was also thinking that, like, because the Heat just don't, the Heat have some length, but against Denver, they just, they look like a small college team. Um, and it's just, it's a lot to ask of them. I, we can't expect Bam to provide the shot-making that he did tonight. Uh, Jimmy's going to have to step up. And, yeah, man, I I think that the zone, they just might not have the length to consistently run the zone against the Nuggets. I mean, it was well-documented how how strong the Nuggets were against zone this year. But nobody runs zone better than the Heat, who are you know, utilizing it more than any team in 19 years. Uh, you just you're gonna you're gonna have to hope that MPJ stays cold, that Jamal Murray doesn't shoot fifty percent again. Uh, you know, but KCP didn't quite get going, and like I said, Jokic was a low volume shooter tonight, and there's no reason to believe the Nuggets will be worse offensively than they were tonight. So yeah. it's it's scary hours for Miami, but they seem to dig up advantages that we don't even see possible. So yeah, I mean Jokic had
1: two shots had taken two shots with two minutes left in the first half and the nuggets were up by like 15. And yeah, it's kind of, I think a little bit of a misconception that shooting beats a zone. We saw that with Boston, they had shooting, but they weren't able to beat the zone. What really beats a zone is passing. And in that Lakers heat series in the bubble a few years ago, the, you know, the heat were able to give the Lakers some trouble with their zone and the Lakers cracked that by putting Rondo at the free throw line. And he just made, you know, Every right pass, right on time, he was totally slicing him up, getting lobs to yeah. Davis or JaVale or Dwight on the baseline, open shots for KCP, LeBron cutting to the basket. So when you have Jokic there who can do – the the world is his oyster when he has the ball at the free throw line with a little bit of space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as the series goes on, they'll get a little bit more comfortable against that and a little bit more disciplined in how to attack it every time because in general, I did think they were getting pretty good shots against it.
0: And Bam seems like the ideal guy to put at the free throw line. Uh, as as much spice as he's got with his handle for, that, for his size, he has limitations with the ball that Rondo didn't have. And like, you know, you can just see Bam dribble himself into places where he isn't quite comfortable as great as he was tonight. Uh, And so, yeah, maybe, maybe it's Jimmy, but they're going to have to get back to the drawing board and find ways to produce points. When three point, when the three pointers are falling, Uh, we should just give another, a little bit of a shout out to Kyle Lowry because he was step when when the nuggets were dropping on pick and roll, Lowry stepped into a couple tonight. Uh, But they're going to need, they can't, they can't be rooting for Kyle Lowry to get them back into this series. Maybe Tyler Harrow shows up and, and changes things a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like, it looks like the nuggets are on their way, but one game and uh, yeah, the, the heat, again, the heat could have been in this one. The score won't quite tell the story, um, but you'd much rather pick the team that is uh, surviving on everything inside the paint and, The Nuggets shot 30% from three or so tonight, and they could shoot 30% for the rest of the series and sweep the heat because of how great they are uh, at finding high-percentage looks inside the arc. Yeah. Anything else you want to drop before we go?
1: That's all I got. I gave my little X and O Nugget about passing against the zone. But, uh, yeah, Nuggets are up 1-0. Game two on Sunday. We'll see uh, if it seems like this is trending towards a short series or a long one. Maybe we'll get another jimmy butler performance for the for the archives for the wine cellar but uh that's all thanks for listening everybody